0: Let's sing, oh, see the bright light shine. Amen. Let's stand up to our feet. Maybe you can greet the person next to you. Say, God bless you. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Let's bring some life into this place. We're the children of God. Amen. Oh, see the bright light shine. It's just about
1: home time. I can see my father standing at the door.
0: to that time when we fly away, amen, it's wonderful, to sing uh, hallelujah all the time. tonight thankful to be in his house tonight amen amen let's just turn to prayer just ask brother george if you come and open the service in order prayer we have a prayer request from our sister eleanor drake she wants to remember um, i guess her granddaughter sister emily Weimer wyman she's she's called to request prayer She's expecting a child next month and just received a life-threatening diagnosis uh, for her and the baby. Um, God has done many miracles for our children, Sister Eleanor writes, and I believe that he can turn this situation around. Amen. We also want to remember the Sister Monique passed away, our brother Stan, who was here uh, a few months ago. And so we just want to remember the family. They're obviously... Traum- traumatized and suffering right now so we just want to re- remember Brother Stan and his family maybe we can just sing as we turn to prayer just Spirit of God move write your word in our hearts Spirit of God move write your word in our hearts fill my heart.
2: So god thank you lord for how you have started with us the week on sunday thank you for your blessings lord jesus we're glad oh god that we can always call you our father and a father is responsible and that's why lord we don't want to worry we want to learn to just lay everything at your feet lord knowing lord that you are responsible and you are happy to be responsible for us lord because, Lord, we did not do this. We did not walk it out. It was mercy, your love that called us, Lord. So, Lord, we are thanking you tonight that you have taken responsibility to be our father, Lord. We surrender ourselves, Lord Jesus. We have come. Yes, it's good to see one another, but we have come to meet with you, Lord. We believe, Lord, that you have something for us, Lord. May we not miss it, Lord Jesus. The purpose of coming tonight, oh God, may be established in our individual lives, oh God. That Lord, when we leave this place, we may say like those brethren from in miles, that it had not borne within us while He spake with us along the way. Lord, may that be our testimony, dear Father. Lord, want to lift up this prayer request, Lord. One time in the Bible, a king told, he said, he said, God can read. He said, you can read, Lord. And this request has not been written to man this your children have written this request or presented it to you lord lord we know because the bible tells us jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever so we know you can read tonight lord lord even more than we can understand it lord our sister is on the line of duty one time the prophet says it's a good desire in these days when people don't want to have children our sister wants to have a child lord master jesus may you go forth lord and just take care of the situation, Lord. You know how best to do it, Lord. And that's what we ask for tonight, Lord. Take care of the situation, Lord Jesus. Pray for the family of our brothers. Stand, oh God. Only you can comfort and console, Lord. May you be their help at this time, Lord. For our brother and the children, Lord. May you just come close, Lord. May they experience your presence in a different way, Lord Jesus. As we continue tonight, we depend on you, Lord. Help your servant, Lord to be able to get out of the way, and that, Lord, you might use the gift, Lord. Help your people, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus, that we hear be here by the word of God in our soul, Lord. Thank you, Father, for answering. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. May have your seats.
0: He's already provided, Brother Ben. If you could play that. Brother Ray has a special. If you would come, Brother Ray, and just prepare for that. He's already
1: provided
3: how many have needs tonight? Amen. Amen. Um, if we have needs, then he's already provided. I'm here to encourage not only myself, but to encourage each and every one of you that our God is able. If you know this song, sing along with me as a declaration, as a testimony that our God is able. Amen. God bless you. Able more than able to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able more than able. He wants me to be. Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, let sing that together. It's a very simple chorus. I love this song because it says He is able. Is that the right? Is that the truth? He is able. It's not about what we can do. It's not about what we can say, but He is able. Let's just sing this as a decoration as we invite Brother James to come out. He is able, more than able. Oh, he is able. Oh. tonight, sometimes we just need to press through our own limitations and our own issues and our own problems, press through in the presence of God, and you'll receive what you have need of. Amen. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none.
4: it wonderful to be here? Are you here to shout to the Lord? Amen. Amen. That's what we're here for. You know, what I was thinking is where it's good to have brother James Navanabandi with us here from Africa. I was thinking, you know, Wednesday night, it takes a little bit extra effort to get to church. You know, many of you have labored today and been on the job and rushed home and got ready for church and put in the effort and you showed up and you didn't come here just to be here. You come here to meet with God. But it reminded me of, of ministering for Brother James because when we fly into Uganda, we're right there in Entebbe, which is Kampala area. And that's where many of the churches are. That's where Brother Fred is. Just an hour or two down the road is Brother Stephen and Bali, who we just had here. And uh, getting to those meetings are not a lot of effort. But getting to Brother James's place is a lot of effort. And that takes about eight to 10 hours by road. And he's in the western part of the country, almost to the border of Congo. But every time I've been there and every time I've ministered there and the young people went there in 2013, we've had nothing but wonderful services. We've just had a glorious time of rejoicing. And I'll say it was worth the effort it was worth the effort. So I trust you feel tonight, it's worth the effort. Amen, Amen. brother, we had brother Stephen of just with us and brother James happened to be coming into the country at the same time. And so I said, you gotta be sure and come by here. And he made arrangements, he was in Edmonton. He's come here for Wednesday night, he's going back to Edmonton. And uh, so we appreciate him coming by our way. We're expecting tonight. I am really expecting tonight. And we're looking forward to a great time in the Lord. He's the pastor of Kakuga Fellowship there in the western part of Uganda, which is near the town of Kasisi, which there is also a fellowship there. And I know those names mean nothing to you. You know, that doesn't really say much to you. But I want you to know where this brother ministers, there are thousands of believers of this message. And you ask him, well, we've heard of what's happening with Brother Stephen and Brother Fred. How's it going in your part of the country? And he'll tell you, it's just the same. God is moving. I don't know what he has on his heart to share with us tonight. I know he's going to preach the word. But I said, whatever's on your heart, how many want to hear what God's doing? How many are thrilled about what God's doing? I'll ask you one more question. How many are thrilled you are a part of what God's doing in Uganda? amen we are thrilled and so as he comes i want to sing a different song there is none like you no one else can touch my heart like you do are you here to be touched by the lord let's just close our eyes let's just enter into fellowship with the lord jesus christ as our brother james comes let's just let the lord know lord there's none like you you know my needs you are able as we've already sang Lord, you are the one that I've come to meet with. Use Brother James Navanabundi tonight. Is that your desire? Use Brother James Navanabundi, Lord, and minister to my soul tonight. There is none like you. Oh, no.
1: All yeah. right. Yeah.
5: It is true? There is none like him. Amen. He is God, Amen. and we are human beings. He is everything, Amen. we are nothing. He is almighty, Amen. He is all we need. Amen. We cannot do without Him but he can do without us. There is none like him. I bring greetings from Uganda, especially from my church. I was talking to my wife some few hours ago and she said that I greet you. They love you they cherish you. And what I'm saying is true. You see, when you solve a problem, you create a bond. You, you, you can forget a person you, you grew up with, maybe a relative or somebody. But you'll never forget somebody who solved a problem for you. So you, you are backing the revival in Uganda. It is true, we are on the front line. But what you are doing really is worth it. It is solving many problems. I thank God who has given me another opportunity to come here again. I was here in 2019, that is some four years ago, but you loved me. You know, uh, ministers or pastors love to be loved, (laughs) brother Tim says amen we really enjoy to be loved. So because you loved me, I always uh, remembered your love. And it was like if I could get another opportunity to go back there to be loved. And uh, God gave me the opportunity and Brother Tim opened the door And uh, I thank him for that. Really, if it would have been a testimony time of uh, what is happening in Uganda, I would testify until the morning uh, of what is happening there and uh, most especially in western Uganda. A part of the country where the message started with one paper, just a mere paper, which I picked in the marketplace. I remember I'm, I'm repeating this last time I, I mentioned it. Then I read. Then I believed. I got baptized by a unbeliever. believer Later, he also believed, and the church started, and from that church, hundreds of churches. Now, what is particular about that move is each church has its own testimony. And when you go to analyze, you will find that it is simply God at work. I'm going to give you uh, just an example of two churches. This is a friend of mine and a Pentecostal. He would invite me to his church and I would go there to preach. And I never knew that though he would invite me, after I had gone, he made sure. He watered down everything I said. I never knew it. But again, after some time, he would invite me. I remember one time when he invited me to his church. They had a, a convention of many churches. And I attended, and they got what they called their Lord's Supper, uh, you know it is it is they are already supper but in reality it is a lunch and they would serve sodas and uh, and biscuits so i preached when time came for their supper lunch i moved out some people from his congregation recognized it they followed me out and said, come on, why are you not taking our holy supper? I said, it is not scripture. They noted that. Time went on. Now, this man, I would give him message materials. Do you know what he would do with those message materials? He would pack them to the toilet. Here you call them washrooms. Now, it happened that some of his believers would go to the same toilet. You know what you do there. Uh, And uh, you relax there and you do different things. Now his people would go into the toilet, start reading those materials. (laughs) So now it happened that they would go there to pick more materials. I would give him message books, he would take them to the toilets, his congregation would go and pick the message books from the toilets. (laughs) Finally, finally, They chased him away from the church and the message church was established there. His wonders to perform. That is one particular church. Then another church. One day we were on the funeral And I picked a topic, and it was the original sin. Then I brought out how there are two types of people on this earth because of the original sin. By the time I finished and we buried the dead, one person picked the message. He put him aside for more clarification. Then he invited me to his church. I remember when I went there, the whole church believed the message. Then we went to the crater lake to baptize. I was doing the baptizing. Then the neighbors surrounded. I remember I would hold a person to baptize and dive to evade a stone. As I'm getting out of water, either a stone hits me or I dive and then baptize the next person. Probably you have never experienced that. But finally, a church was established in that place. Many, many testimonies. So, thank you for backing us, being behind us. This is not testimony time. But uh, I'm telling you that the revival there is real and it is going on. Don't get tired. Your reward is in heaven. Today, I want to share with you from the book of First Kings. First Kings, chapter 17, from verse 2 to verse 9. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We glorify your name. While every human hand can turn the pages of the Bible, there is only one that can give us the revelation, and that's you. Lord, here we are. Your word says that wherever two, all, all three are gathered, you are there, and we believe you are here. You are not here to check on our sins. You are not here as a recording angel or as a comprehensive God, but you are here to give us life and life in the word. Lord, we lend you our bodies. Use them. Use my mouth, use the ears of the hearers, Lord, let your word be paramount, Lord, be number one, so that by the end of the service, let everybody have a testimony that indeed the Lord paid us a visit, and he came to abide. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give thanks. Amen. So let us read. First Kings chapter 17 from verse 2. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Live here, turn eastward and hide in kerith Laven, east of Jordan. You drink from the brook And I have directed the the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of Jordan, Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Sometime later, the brook dried up. He was responsible for the drying drying up of the brook. He had commanded the, the drought, because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I want you to see that the emphasis of the word there. It is mentioned five times. I have directed the widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? May God add blessings to the reading of his word as you sit down. We are familiar with this scripture reading, but we are depending on the Lord for the revelation and the inspiration of today. And with your prayer, I will say the right things to be said at the right time according to how you prayed today. I titled the sharing that a press called there. If you watch, this widow woman that represents the church was moving to her assignment. Because as we continue to share, you will find that your assignment is in that place called there. Your success is in that place called there. Your victory is in that place called there. Everything you need in your walk of faith is not everywhere, is in that place called There. Now, I want to read from the message uh, spiritual food in a new season, paragraph 33. Now, that I type there that I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to type Elijah, which is the church today, the church of Today. Just before judgment, he received this message, a raja. he represented, be declared for in the natural, his natural food, because it wasn't going to rain now according to the word, to And now, we are going to type that with the spiritual drought of today. We all know, we are very aware that is, there, is, there is a spiritual drought in the land today, spiritually speaking. You notice here, it is just at that time that God always rises up something because he always he does nothing until first he reveals it to the people and he always reveals it by his servants now but Elijah during this time had a sacred place that God had ordained for him to go to. That is the thing we want to see now just before we have a prayer line. We are going to have a prayer line then. Today, you may you may not be going to in the prayer line, but you are faced with a situation. Probably you don't need a prayer line tonight, but you are facing something. Elijah had a secret place provided by God. Himself. Now, the church never provided it for him. The king never provided it for him. He didn't provide his self. But God provided a sacred place for Elijah to be fed all the time during the drought. Look at that, Jehovah, Elohim, so caring about a human being—the one who created the universe, all the starry heavens—but He cares about a human being. Amen. You see, I always tell my church that let it never, ever be a burden to worship God. Instead, let it be an opportunity. Because you are not communing with a fellow human being, you are communing with Elohim. He's giving you an opportunity You see, that a God is an object of worship. He is not that cheap or that common to be worshipped by everybody. In types and shadows, we see it. When that man came running and saying, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus looks at him and says, birds have nowhere to nest. Foxes don't have any holes to hide. The son of of man doesn't have anywhere to rest on you. In short, he is rejected. But the Bible says, Jesus turns to another one and says, come and follow me. Now, this one now starts to give excuses. He says, you see, um, I have a old Father. Let me first go and bury him. Jesus says, come on, come, follow me. Let the dead bury their own dead. Look here. Another one is offering himself, and he is being rejected. Uh Another one does not even want to come. He is compelled. So, when you get an opportunity, when you come to worship, let it not be a burden. Count it an opportunity because Elohim is listening to you. God provided a place for Elijah to be fed all the time during the drought where his food was provided day by day. He didn't need to wonder what is going to happen tomorrow or wonder if the supply would run out. God said, I have commanded the ravens and they will feed you there. David wondered one time, as I have been saying, in Psalms 8, verse 3, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is a man that thou art mindful of him You see, that is the aspect that even Satan didn't know from the beginning. The other side of God. You see, when Adam committed sin, you know it is the devil that led him into that sin. Satan knew that a God is a just God. And indeed, He's a just God. To God, a tooth for a tooth, an eye for an eye. You sin, you are punished. The devil sinned and he was punished. So, if Adam has sinned, the devil was waiting for the punishment. You go back at Eden, you see, even God didn't have a big church like you. Just a few members, Adam and his wife, probably the serpent and the wife, just a small church. But the Bible says he would come every evening to fellowship. You see, God loves fellowship. He is terribly agitated when he's not worshipped. The other day, I was preaching about maturity. And I was, my, I was teaching my church about maturity. And I mentioned to them and they said, maturity is the ability to know that God also has desires. Because his desire is to be worshipped. He cannot worship himself. He needs to be worshipped. When God declares and says, I am, somebody must say, Yes, you are. When somebody when God says I am a healer, then somebody must say, Yes, I was healed. So he desires to be worshipped. So now, back at Eden, God comes to be worshipped. He finds the church empty. Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam, Adam, where are you? You and me know that he knew where they were. But you see, God works on his laws. One of the principles is By the word of your mouth, you will be either justified or condemned. So Adam must speak something Why he is not attending fellowship. You and me know the story. But the devil was there. It was like, you know where he is. You know what he has done. Okay, let him speak out. When Adam spoke, the devil was waiting for something else. Instead, God pronounced the redemptive story. Amen. That aside of God. So even today, as I'm reading, the spirit in David is saying, Why do you, why do you care for man? He is always stubborn. He is always waking up going to hell by his actions, by his deeds, by his thoughts. But you are busy pulling him back. Amen. Amen. Just think about that Creator. The angels adore him, the seraphims, the cherubims, the heavenly host. But look, he's not satisfied. He comes for you and me who are always stubborn. Yes, there is an eternal being and it is interested in You. And is interested to feed you food in its season. And he will not feed you everywhere, he's going to feed you in that place called there. Amen. That's what he means that he has blessed us in heavenly places. Not everywhere in heavenly places. And what is that heavenly place? The position of the believer. Your position in the church. When you were saved, you were saved as God's plan A. You will never be God's plan B. You'll never be God's plan C. You were God's plan A, you are now God's plan A, and you'll ever be God's plan A. Because you were created to solve a specific problem. <laughs> But it has to be in a place called there, not everywhere. Your bracing, blessing, your bracings, are strictly in that place called there. They are not everywhere. And when I talk about a bracing, what is a bracing? A blessing is not the amount of money you have on your account. (laughs) It is not about the property you own. A blessing is that a part of God inside you. Because once you realize that the potential of God inside you, It can override every situation. It will be there when you are in the valley. It will be there when you are climbing the mountain. It will be there when you are at the top of the mountain. Because it will reveal to you that your God is bigger ...than any situation that is before you. (coughs) Your God is bigger than any red sea that comes in your way. Your God is bigger than any goliath that comes before you. Your God is bigger than any situation... Now, you are not everywhere. (laughs) You belong somewhere. And in that place called there, that's where your true assignment is realized. As we, we have read in the Bible, this widow that represents the church, if you go to read between the lines, God was moving her to her real assignment. Amen. You see, you may be here, spend years and years, Remember, you'll never be blessed until you strike your assignment. Yes. She was a widow, sorry for that. God, who guides the footsteps of the righteous, moved her in the right place at the right time to meet her assignment. Because in that place called there, there is somebody who is waiting for you. Look here. You will never please everybody. Never try to please everybody. Because you will never please everybody. There are people who are not assigned to you. They are simply not in your life chain. So you eventually discover that you are wasting time on them, trying to please them, and you will never succeed. And while you waste time on them, Somebody along the corner is waiting for you because when you are alive in his or her life, his or her blessings are activated. Amen. You see, God, being God Himself, is not successful everywhere. Jesus. Would not do miracles where he was born. That's what the Bible says. Because when they would see him, they would see the son of Joseph. And because of that, the Bible says he never did many miracles there. God is always successful where he is celebrated. Not where he is tolerated. Not everybody that is listening to you is your student. It is only those who heed you that are your student. So there is somebody waiting for you. The widow there was collecting wood, but God had ordained it that Elijah is coming. And when you arrive into the life of that somebody, his life changes. Probably, you are wondering why you are not successful. It is like you are hitting a wall. Because you and me know that success is simply obtaining a worthwhile goal. But you are always a failure, every time a failure. Check yourself you are not yet in your assignment. As I said earlier, your assignment is in that place called there. Your hearing is in that place called there. Your deliverance is in that place called there. The Bible says, they brought the sick to Jesus because the anointing of healing was there. Amen. If we would move into your assignment, if we would, you see, we need to be so close to God. Until we know a difference between other voices and the voice of God. Because once you pick the signal of the voice of God, it will lead you to that place called there. Because our God doesn't want you to always be stupid. Our God doesn't want you to always make mistakes. Our God is not interested in you to always make long decisions. Because remember, there are two types of decisions. There are decisions you make, and after you make those decisions, God says, rest, the rest I will do. But the other decisions you make, after making those decisions, God says, Okay, you fend for yourself. <laughs> so as a child of God, you don't walk haphazardly. God wants you to be wise. And he directs you, Elijah, there is a drought. Now you go to that brook. And I have commanded ravens to feed you there. Not the whole stretch, probably 10 miles. There is a spot. So Elijah had to be sensitive to know that this is the spot. And the ravens will come and feed me here. Amen. Okay, now Elijah, go to that town. Not the whole town, priest, Not every widow qualified. No, there is a specific widow that qualifies. Amen. And the Spirit of God. Once you get that connection, whereby you put aside your thoughts, you put aside other thoughts, And you click to the voice of God. God wants you to be successful. That's why you are termed a wise virgin. A wise person always makes wise decisions. And wise decisions invite divine reward. probably you are not rewarded because you are not yet in that place called there. Now, it is your duty to find your assignment. Because you don't make it. You discover it. There are three important things in your life which you cannot ignore. One is God. You cannot do without God. The second one is what a seed are you? Then the third one is your assignment. The purpose why you were created. The purpose why you were saved. Come on, you are not saved to warm a chair here. And once you discover your your assignment, you see... uh, I, 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 always, I, I always teach uh, young ministers. No, I'm no longer young. Though a big part of my life has been in the message. I always tell them that once you discover that you are a tool in God's hand, you are a sword in God's hand. Know this for sure. If God called you and you are a sword, God is not responsible for your sharpening. You sharpen yourself. Because when Apostle Paul knew his calling, then he went to the Arabian desert. And for three and a half years, he was sharpening himself. But if you wait for God to sharpen you, you'll die there. So you don't make your assignment, you discover it. Your assignment can be geographical. Like we are talking in a press code there. How do you know your assignment? Really, how do you know that this is my assignment? You look out for the following things. What excites you? Whose tears affects you? And whose success matters to you? You see, those are clues. Whose enemies are you willing to confront? Let us talk about David. You see, if David had not gone to the front line that morning, he would have died a shepherd boy. But when he reached the front line, he found that he's going to defend his God. No, Goliath cannot continue to do like that. I'm going to stand in the gap. Like I was telling you, a problem solved invites a divine reward. When you are in your assignment, the blessings are there. Look at David. He was asking, Come on, if somebody goes to tackle that problem, what will be their word? He wanted to know the word. And it was very straightforward. When that problem is solved, you will be the son-in-law of the king. Come on, your tribe will be exempted from the taxes. Oh, it was worth it. He made the right decisions. Whose enemies are you willing to confront? Whose interests are you willing to protect? Your assignment is what you never get tired of doing. Your assignment is what I would do even if there was no pay. And what you hate is the crude Your assignment. If you hate injustice, probably you're going to be a lawyer. If you hate disease, probably you're going to be a doctor. If you hate ignorance, probably you're going to be a teacher. Remember the story of Abraham Lincoln. When he landed and he saw how slaves were being treated, he hated the very thing. And he vowed, I will stop it or it will kill me. You cannot be there and hate nothing. Because nothing also is a seed. Look here. In the message recognizing you are there and it's a message. Paragraph 75, it says, remember, Israel is only promised to be blessed as long as she was in her land. Right. 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 Not everywhere. God never blesses Israel outside of the land. Abraham went outside the land and was condemned. Everyone that leaves the land is condemned. God only bless Israel when she stays in her homeland. And our homeland is the message of the hour. You see, God sent us a true word. By a true prophet. He's only looking for a true receiver. Yes, I again say, your true salvation is in that place called there. No matter how you reach there, but when you reach there, your deliverance is assured. Amen. You know, Jesus loved heralds. Remember, love the herald represents the bride. But I'm going to speak about the three herods in the Bible and how each of those heralds reached that place called there. One day, Pastor Jesus was holding a service. You know, we are taught to keep church order. These are message believers. While the service was in progress, the Pharisees, you know, they are the actors, those people who claim to be holy. They came pulling that little woman, quote, red-handed. They had passed the sentence, she must die. Literally Literally, they know that they are bringing her to that place called there. Master, what do you say? She's called. Uh, she's called ready-handed, and according to the law, we stone her. You know the story. Jesus looks down. Whatever he does, everybody is condemned. Then finally, woman, nobody has stoned you. Yes, master. Probably she was waiting for the stone from him. But listen, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more The right translation says Go and I have given you ability Not to sin anymore You know when God delivers you He gives you total deliverance He gives you ability Not to do it again When God forgives you, he makes sure he destroys the evidence. Remember Lahab. Lahab the herod. You see, when she was forgiven, Jericho had to be destroyed completely. Everything. So that afterwards, nobody would testify about her. That's why she qualified to be a wife of a general. So uh, that group of three women, the following night, they were only two because one of them had received her deliverance in that press called there. You know, God has his ways of doing things. He is Elohim. You never know he wants to meet you today in that place court there. Simon invites Jesus. You and me know that really the invitation of Simon was not a genuine invitation. But when you invite God, God will come because God always keeps his appointments. Remember, he knows everything. It is as if you would ask Jesus, why did you go there? You know that Simon was going to abuse you. Read between the lines. He was going to meet that other woman. So once there, as Simon was busy misusing Jesus, abusing him, The woman comes. You know the story. By the end of the day, the woman was on the feet of Jesus, worshiping him, the desire of God. If you worship God, you have done what makes the devil angry. I was telling people the other time, but have you ever known why the devil is your enemy? What along did you do to him? But you eventually discovered that he is a determined enemy. But why? It is simple. God works on his principles. God has ministries. He, God has the ministry of defense. But he does not fight himself. When there is a war to be fought, he sends angel Michael. He heads the ministry of defense. God has the ministry of welfare. And do you know who heads that ministry? Angel Gabriel. If there is a prophecy over you, A professor of a blessing, a professor of a breakthrough, a professor of success. Come on, he sends an angel Gabriel and he speaks over you. But God has another ministry a ministry of worship, singing, and everything. And do you know who added it? Lucifer. Lucifer was the chief singer. You will never to sing him. But he failed. Now when he failed, since then, somebody must feel that position. Now, after the revelation of the seven seals, God is looking for perfect worshipers. That will worship God in his provided way. And that is you and me. And because of that, Satan is a determined enemy. He will distract you. He will confuse you. He will do everything. So that a woman is on the feet of Jesus. You know the story. Jesus says, Simon, I have a word for you. You know what you did for me? And probably if you qualify, thank you for that. But this woman, see what she's doing. And her sins, which are many, are now forgiven. The woman has reached that press called There And her forgiveness Was there And was granted Amen. Now there was One woman now remaining She also has to be delivered Then one day Jesus felt that he must pass through the city called Saika. The son never did anything until it was revealed to him by the father. Is that right? And that relationship must exist between the bridegroom and the bride. Because he shows you the word of life and she knows what is supposed to be done by that word Amen. so as jesus walks is surrounded by message believers do you know why i say message believers we are good at telling women what they should not do what, but we never tell them what they should do. We know ourselves. I have been in the message for the past four decades. And Jesus knows. He reached a certain stage and he told those message believers, go into the city. Go and buy food. Do you know that when they came back, they marveled, he is talking to a woman. A woman don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. The line is very wrong. Until if you are not careful, you become a Muslim. Because, you know, they put a curtain there. (laughs) Woman, give me a drink. You know the conversation. But where did the conversation conversation end? The woman was delivered. Come and see. I have met a person. Yes, he met that person in that place called there. You see, I thank you for attending a Wednesday fellowship in this number. Thank you. Even back in Uganda, we don't get such a number on Wednesday. Why I say that? Probably when uh, uh, I take long, you you, you pull my coat. (laughs) But you are guilty of loving me again, and I'm enjoying your love. As I said, our God is a true God. He sent us a true prophet with a true word, He's only looking for a true receiver. But before you receive, terms and conditions apply. Because God works on principles. God works within his laws. And one of his laws is the law of press. Remember, God says, Abraham... You have to sacrifice my son, your son. You see, it was a voice that needed a lot of discernment because, according to the Bible, human sacrifice, and especially your child, was unscriptural. But here is a voice telling Abraham that I want your son. That's what I told you. You have to learn to distinguish between all other voices and the voice of God and make the right decision. As the bread of Jesus Christ, you are created to always make right decisions. Because you are a success material, God does not expect a failure out of you. When you fail, He wonders. What did he say to Abraham? You are going to sacrifice your son, not on every mountain, but on a mountain I will show you. So it was a specific mountain. Like you can say, a mountain in a place called there. You don't sacrifice everywhere. Now, I'm going to read something from the experience of Brother Branham in the message led by the Spirit. We were walking down the street. Down to the left, I stopped in front of a place called Miller's Cafeteria. And I wondered why. Something said, go in. He goes into the cafeteria, gets some single little breakfast, and he sits down. Then my wife says, you are showing a big place like this to get trapped because people had gathered around. And as I asked my blessing, I heard somebody say, Praise the Lord. I looked over, and a poor old mother was raising up, wiping her eyes. Then Maggie says, You better go. Then she came over there and said, Brother Branham, I followed meeting after meeting trying to get my brother in the line, and I couldn't do it. You know where I am quoting. And he said, his heart has got so bad now, it is pushed through the diaphragm. We was examined a few days ago before coming, and the doctor said, he just has a little while to live. We sold our car to get the money to come up here from Texas. I have been to several meetings. We sold all we got. I seen I, could get, I, I couldn't get it. There are too many there. I have had a card several times, but the number has never been called. She said, but as I was praying last night and fasting, you know many message believers don't fast. Probably you don't fast. You better start. You may find it is the reason you are not yet in that place called there. You see, I'm not trying to condemn you. Really, I'm encouraging you. Because your success is our pride. Eh? Your success is our pride. Don't you know that you are supporting us down there? Come on, every success you have, we enjoy it. I was praying last night and fasting, she said. And about daylight this morning, I woke up and I had a dream. And I dreamed that I should come down here to the cafeteria and wait at nine o'clock. And I looked at my watch. It was just exactly nine That is powerful. See, listen to the voice of the spirit. Because it will lead you to that place called there. If you manage to be at that cafeteria at that time, you will receive your hearing. Men and women... God promises, but when God promises you, he does not carry your promise. You are the one to carry it. Abraham had to carry it for 25 years. Probably if it is a promise to carry for 10 years, and after one year you surrender, it is not God who has failed. You have failed. If the promise God uh, has promised you is to mature after 10 years, you must be ready to carry it for those 10 years to realize its potential, to see its mat- It's maturity. I looked at my watch, and it's just exactly nine. I said, bring him here. You know what happened, don't you? You and me know. He was healed, because terms and conditions pride, and the only pride in that oppressed court, there. Then Brother Brahman started going out. You see, those are testimonies. Then going out of the door, who <coughs> was just leaving, went out of the door about two minutes after. I didn't eat. And the young lady standing there fell down on the street and began screaming. Just as I went out of the door, dressed in black, she lived in Chicago Heights with the malignant cancer. And he said, Brother Branham, I have been praying for weeks that I could get here. And he said, this morning early, Something told me to come to Mila's Cafeteria and stand there at 10 minutes after 9. There it was. And do you know what? I met her in Little Rock here a few, day, a few weeks ago. She was just shouting and praising God. Perfectly normal and well. I repeat, your healing is in a press cord there. Your deliverance is in a press cord there. Your success is in a press cord there. Everything you need is in a press cord there. Your victory is in the press cord there. For I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. If you want a supernatural visitation, it is in the place called there. Come on, you cannot go at the top of the mountain and expect to get fish there. the law of recognition. Because between you and your blessing, there is only one person. You don't need many. Because between Ruth and Boaz, there was only that woman in Naomi. When Ruth recognized Naomi, Recognize the God of Naomi, he was just one one step away to the blessing. Show me a person who is a failure in life. I will trace his or her history back to a voice he or she refused to honor. And show me a person who is successful in life. You just you throw just it. He recognized a certain voice. probably you are not successful because you are not recognizing the right person. That woman of the blood issue recognized Jesus and who he was and what he stood for, but not the Pharisees. That morning... Jesus had no program with that woman because he was going to he was going somewhere. But that morning, that woman had purpose to meet Jesus. That is the difference. What is your desire tonight? Are you coming here because of peer pressure? Because probably when you don't come, the deacons will be on your neck. Oh, you are here to please the pastor. Remember, the God we serve knows the intents of the heart. And by the way, this God does not need a lot of things from you. That's why he says, if you only have faith like a mustard seed. Just a small faith is enough. <laughs> Look at the woman we were talking about. Her thought was, you know, a blessing can come like a thought. Your blessing is either coming your way or it is leaving you. But it can come like a thought. It was like if I would only touch the hem of the, his garment. She purposed in her heart. If I could only touch the hem of her garment. I don't need much. I don't need to shake his hands. I don't qualify. But just a Touch. She recognized who Jesus was. And it worked for her. The Pharisees never recognized, and Jesus never benefited them. Look at her as she weaves through the crowd. But she arrived in that place called there. Who has touched me? Who has touched me? Peter comes and says, my Lord, there you go again. Huh? You told us that you know everything. And everybody is now touching. No, 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 no. This is a different touch. Come on, you can't even touch him tonight. As long as you reach that press code there, then everything God has for you will be activated. It is one thing to think that you are a bride. But it's another thing to enjoy the potentials of the bride. Remember, we are not only sons, but we are adopted sons. That means sons with authority. Amen. It simply means, He are ye him. Remember, that was not only for Jesus, it is for Mr. Jesus and Miss Jesus. He are ye him, because He's going to speak. God is not training babies. He's not training whimpering babies. He's training soldiers. Amen. That's why He has to cry over you and say, "Why cry, speak? Oh, you see, my God, my God, help me. My God, help me, and he comes to help you. Jump on my back, and I carry you. Then you say, oh, my God is good. You see, my God is good. Remember, you have failed. He has carried you because you have failed. I don't know if you pick what I'm saying. Hmm? Oh, my God, you are Jireh. You make the way where there is no way... You fight my battles, come. You are crying, you are whimpering. Why cry, speak? Yeah. So when he carries you, you are happy. But remember, you have failed the class. That problem has gone nowhere. You'll meet it again. <laughs> Oh, our God is good. He invites you and me to meet him in that place called there. In the third pool, inside the tent, there. What is inside there? You go there by yourself. Now, how are, how are you going to go about it? How will you know that place? You need to know how to locate that place. Because the potential, uh, what makes the bride, the bride material is... You know that place called there. Elijah didn't need a compass. He moved. And he reached that position. And it was the right position. And the ravens brought food there. Remember, healing is the brightest food. is the food for the children. Now, How do you get that place? You need wisdom. Do you love God? Yeah. Because you are wondering, how? How? Lord, show me how I can approach that place. As I'm winding up, the only way to get that praise is James 1 5. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. Go to your father and say, God, give me wisdom. Remember, this is not the wisdom you study from colleges. No. Ask God. You know, it's the same God who says, ask me and I give you the Holy Ghost. If you lack a wisdom, ask God that gives to all men liberally and it shall be given to you. You see, the God we are talking about is the one who said, who of you, if your son can ask you bread, can you give him a stone? It's no. the same God who says, if your son asks you for a fish, can you give him a snake? No. Come on, learn the art of activating God. He loves to be activated, even now, because he is present. He loves to be activated. You see, the promises of God does not benefit God. The, pro- the promises of God benefits children, offsprings of Abraham, It is like a wet mother. Have you ever seen a mother with a child? You know, at a certain point he says, no, you have drunk a lot from my breasts. I think uh, since now I'm heavy, let me suck it myself. Have you ever seen it? It is impossible. The miracle is for the child. And you know our God is a breasted God. Do you believe that? So the promises here are for you and me. So if you lack wisdom, go to God. You see, God gives you faith. But did you know that faith cannot stop you from dying? Did you know that faith cannot stop you from having troubles? Did you know that? You see, it is an iron of some sorts. The more you have faith, the more troubles you have. Do you know why? Because you are building a statue of a perfect man. Come on, faith forever. Faith did not stop Abel from being killed. It was simple. Come on home. But if Abel had used wisdom, no, he wouldn't have died. It is that simple. Have wisdom. Because Abel was in the church. When Cain had a disagreement with the pastor, And the issue was over Abel. You know the story. The service ended when Cain was terribly in disagreement with the pastor. Over Abel. Once outside, Abel says, no, Cain says, brother Abel, let us have a walk. And do you think that Abel was uh, ready for what he was going to meet? That's why it says his blood now today is crying for revenge. Oh, my brother, my brother! No, Cain was on it. But if you had used wisdom, would have said, "Brother Cain, first settle with the pastor, then we can move together." Up to today, most of God's children are stupid. That's why it says, My people are dying because of lack of knowledge. Does that stop you from dying? You die. You go home. But if you had knowledge, it would be otherwise. I hope you understand. Ask God to give you wisdom. As I told you, God does not want you to be stupid. God does not want you to always make mistakes. God does not want you to always hit dead ends. God does not expect you to always be failure after failure after failure. God wants you to succeed in life like a fish enjoys the water, like a bird enjoys the air. God wants you to always make right decisions. Like Abraham made the right decision, and even today, we are the beneficiaries of the decision of Abraham. Abraham, because you have done this, To bless, I have blessed you. And your seed will possess the gates of the enemy. Today, when you cast out a demon, you are a beneficiary of what Abraham did. Wisdom is power. Ask God to give you wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to type a bracing, and the ability to solve a problem. Because every problem you solve Invites a divine reward. Why do you want God to reward you when you have done nothing? As I always say, when you sit here and you don't see a problem to solve, it simply means you are a problem yourself. Because your assignment is in the problem you are able to solve. What are you seeing? Because you see it, what you are seeing, nobody is seeing. And because you are seeing it, you are assigned to solve it. And when you see it and it is your assignment, you don't care about what others say. As long as you know that God is in it. Wisdom is the ability to anticipate a consequence. Wisdom is the ability to excel in your present day assignment. Your assignment is the problem God created you to solve. Wisdom is the ability to know who to honor. Because between you and your blessing, there is only one person. Esther had to honor her uncle in order to be introduced into the king's palace. Wisdom is the ability to maintain the focus. You see, we are living in an age of many destructions. But behind you, you will hear a voice. This is the way walk you in it. You don't walk up haphazardly. Wisdom is the ability to recognize the chain of authority. Remember that a centurion, when Jesus approached him, no, he sent he, he sent a messenger. But finally he says, no, 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 don't come to my place. I am a man of authority. You just you just command. You see, he recognized the authority of Jesus. Do you love God? Wisdom is the ability to recognize your difference. Because your difference is what makes you. Come on, if you don't love yourself. Why do you expect, why do you, how do you expect others to love you? When you don't respect yourself, why do you expect others to respect you? When you don't defend your values. Huh? You see, as Christians, you have values to defend. If you don't know how to defend your values, who do you expect to defend it for you? Oh, seek wisdom, and God uh, enjoys to give wisdom to his people. And uh, wisdom is the ability to make right decisions. Brothers and sisters... God is interested to meet you in that place called there. In that place called there, everything you need is waiting for you. Every question you have in your mind will be solved there. Everything you have been longing for is waiting for your arrival there. The Holy Ghost you have been waiting for is waiting for you there. The problem we have failed to solve will be solved in that place called there. And when you reach there, you and me will thank God that he made that place called there. May God bless you.
4: Amen. That's what I say about that message tonight. Amen. That's not a, a message that is going to maybe make you shout. It's maybe not going to make you dance. Maybe not going to excite you in some places, but it's going to make you think. And it's going to make you think deeply. And I think sometimes as believers, we need those kinds of messages. And I think it's good for us. Amen. Shall we stand to our feet? You know, it was a simple title when Brother James announced it in the office, the sound people always, uh, the recording, pe- the crew always phones for the title so they can put it on the, on the file. And he called it The Place Called There. And that's a simple title. But I guarantee you one thing tonight, you will not forget this service. You will not forget it. There's, there was something in there for everybody. Something deep, something that grips your heart, something that makes you examine yourself. And I'll say something that will take you to the place called there, if you will let it. And I think the word of God tonight, you know, I I, uh, I just appreciated so many things that were said, but you know, one thing that really struck me of what Brother James was bringing us to is that when you get to the place called there, God takes care of you there. How many want to be there? I think we all want to be there. Without a doubt, we? whatever it takes, Lord, take us there. Oh, so, so many good things. I, I could recite some things that were said. I, you could play for me, Brother Ben, Let Me Walk With You, Jesus. I think that's a good song we could sing. But you know, when, when he was reading where Brother Branham was in the cafeteria, and God had spoken to the one woman and said, Be in that cafeteria at 9 o'clock. And she made sure she was there. And God met her there. God took his prophet there. And then he spoke to the other woman and said, be outside the cafeteria at 10 minutes after nine. God knows what he's doing. Amen. Does God know what he's doing? He knows what he's doing in your life. Amen. We could, you know, many times we, we know the needs that are in our assembly. I won't call any names. Some are looking for healing. God's taking you there. Don't fear. Brother James said exactly what Brother Stephen said. Faith doesn't mean you don't have troubles. Faith is what takes you through the troubles. Faith is what gives you the victory over the troubles. Faith is what allows you to possess the gates of your enemies. Amen. God is taking us there. And one last thing I'll remind you. He loves to be activated. It's a different terminology than we're used to. God loves to be activated. Brother Branham said it. God loves to be reminded of his promises. That's why whenever I pray, whenever I seek God, I always go to the promises. Lord, you said... Lord, you said you're the God that heals all my sicknesses and diseases. Lord, you said that you will provide. I'm sure for 25 years, Abraham recited the promises before God. And he said, Lord, you said I would have a son. And God says, I keep my promises. God always keeps his promises. Aren't you glad for that? Are you there tonight? Are you there tonight? You might say, well, I don't feel like I'm there. Well, how many would say I want to be there? Let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't end. been on the mountain i've been on You know, we heard the word tonight, I'll call it plain and unvarnished. Maybe not flowery speech, but you heard words tonight that if you heed them, you will see the power of God in your life. God wants to meet you there. Many people in this world says, I want God to come here. But God will meet you there. Not where he, you want to meet him, but where he tells you to meet him. He will meet you there. If there's one person tonight that might say, well, God didn't meet me. I'll just say you didn't get there. You might have looked for him here. You might have looked for him somewhere that you wanted to meet him. But I'll tell you unreservedly this evening, if you go to where God tells you to go, he will meet you there, he will empower you there, he will heal you there, he will deliver you there, he will give you everything that you have need of there, he will be your peace, he will be your joy, he will be your portion, he will be your provider, he will be your protection, he will be your banner. He will be everything that you would ever desire if you'll just hear his voice and go and meet him there. Heavenly Father, Lord, you see every heart that's in this place. You are the discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Lord, I personally want to thank you for the straightness of the word that was delivered tonight. Lord, I thank you. It it maybe wasn't a pat you on the back. Everybody's going to make it kind of a service. It was a service that causes us to think deep, Father, to remind us, Lord, of your care for us, to remind us, oh God, that you have a provision for us. You have a purpose for us. You have a design for our lives. I pray, Lord, if there be somebody here, maybe sitting on the fence in their life, oh God may they lay down their heart to you and say, Lord, take me there. May they touch the hem of your garment, Lord. May they receive virtue from you. May they wash your feet, whatever it might take, maybe meet you by the well, wherever it is that you're going to meet them. Lord, I pray that you'll just take them into the strength of that position and bring them, oh God, in line with your word for their lives. Lord, I thank you for Brother James. I thank you, Lord, that you brought him by our way. I don't believe, Father, it was by accident. You laid these things on his heart tonight for a purpose. Lord, that we might might receive these things, that we might ponder these things, that they might find a good soil in our hearts and bring forth an abundant crop within our lives. Take the wonderful nuggets of the word that we heard tonight, and Lord, may they go with us as we go on our way. Lord, we ask your blessing upon them. Bless each one that's come in. Watch over each one on the roads home. And may you, Lord, grant, as we sang that song, that we may walk with you every moment of every day to be where you are, to be in your presence, and to be partakers of your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord. Bless Brother James as he continues on in his journey. I pray, Lord, that you'll just increase him. And I pray, Lord, that you'll anoint him. Give him good rest while he's in Canada, Lord. I know he's busy at home. Very, very busy. And very consumed in the work that's going on over there. Lord, may you grant that he would just have some relaxation here in Canada. And Lord, strengthen his mortal body. As Lord, even I read today, Brother Branham said every believer needs a juniper tree in times of stress. May you grant that to our brother. Lord, give him rest, we pray. Let the ravens feed him as it were. Nourish him from the waters of the brook, O God. Feed him with the food of the widow, O Lord. And Lord, bless him, we pray, as we commit it all into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't